Welcome to another Inside Line podcast. You are listening to a show dedicated to discussing actual cases. Dr. Daniel Cameron has been treating adolescent and adults for more than 30 years. He feels that the best way to get to know Lyme disease is through reviewed actual cases. Please remember that the advice given is general and not intended as specific advice as to any particular patient. If you require specific advice, then please seek that advice from an experienced professional. Now, please welcome Dr. Daniel Cameron. Hello, and welcome to another Inside Lyme podcast. I will be discussing a 69-year-old man with Lyme disease and double vision. This case was first discussed by Dixit and colleagues in the journal Case Reports in Neurologic Medicine in 2018. A 69-year-old man was seen in the emergency room in New York City in August, complaining of headaches and diplopia. Diplopia is the perception of two images of a single object, head or brain injury, tumors, stroke, or merely the wrong eyeglasses can cause diplopia. He has a history of type 2 diabetes and hypertension. He had been hiking in a rural area of New York, but did not notice a tick bite or a rash. The authors describe his headache. Quote, his headache abruptly began one week ago, was localized to the right occipital region, and gradually moved to his right orbit. Quote, his headache abruptly began one week ago, was localized to the right occipital region, and gradually moved to his right orbit. And his orbit is his eye. And within five days, he developed diplopia, which is his double vision. He had left-sided third cranial nerve palsy on his exam. The third cranial nerve, and there's 12 nerves in the cranial area, control the majority of the muscles controlling eye movements. The nerve also controls the upper eyelid muscle and the muscles responsible for pupil constriction. He underwent extensive testing. He had abnormal blood tests for Lyme disease with a highly positive Lyme disease titer, with two of three Western blood tests being positive for IgM, and five out of 10 IgG Western blood bands were positive. His spinal tap showed a highly elevated Lyme disease titer in the spinal fluid. The Lyme disease titer in his spinal fluid would have to be higher than the Lyme disease titer in his blood to be positive. His diagnosis of Lyme disease was based on pleocytosis in the spinal fluid. A pleocytosis is a high number of white blood cells in the spinal tap. You only need seven white cells in the spinal tap to diagnose Lyme neuroborreliosis in some studies. He had 74 white blood cells. He was treated for oculomotor nerve palsy secondary to Lyme meningitis, wrote the authors. The oculomotor nerve is the third cranial nerve. He was prescribed a cyclopyr and four weeks of intravenous ceftriaxone. His diplopia resolved and he remained free of symptoms two months after starting treatment, wrote the authors. Facial nerve palsy is much more common than the third nerve palsy discussed in this case report. Facial nerve palsy, often called Bell's palsy, affect the seventh cranial nerves. Symptoms of facial nerve palsy are paralysis of the muscles of one side of the face. In rare cases, Lyme disease has been known to occur on both sides of the face. There are other ocular manifestations of Lyme disease, including conjunctivitis, keratitis, and extraocular muscle palsies, wrote the authors. So what can we learn from this case? 
Lyme disease can affect the cranial nerves. In this case, the man developed Lyme disease and double vision from third nerve palsy rather than the more common seventh nerve palsy. The third nerve palsy can be successfully treated with antibiotics. So what questions does this case raise? I discussed a wide range of eye problems related to Lyme disease in two previous blogs. How can Lyme disease with eye involvement be diagnosed if the tests are negative? That involves clinical judgment, which I find very important when I treat Lyme disease patients. Many patients are complex, as highlighted in this Inside Lyme podcast series. We need more doctors with skills recognizing a tick-borne illness in an individual with Lyme disease and double vision. We hope that professionals evaluating individuals with Lyme disease and double vision can use this case to remind them to look for tick-borne illnesses and treat accordingly. Thank you for listening to another Inside Lyme podcast, a show dedicated to discussing actual cases. Keep in mind, the notes for this episode and all episodes can be found on our website at danielcameronmd.com. Sign up for our newsletter to keep up with our cases. As always, it is your likes, comments, and shares that help spread the word about this podcast and our work. If you can, please leave a review on iTunes or wherever else you get your podcasts. Until next time on Inside Lime.